Support for this broadcast and the following message are brought to you by Overdue Bills, Adobe Products, The Gym, The Phone Bill, The Car Note, Bills, Bills, Bills. These are all the bills that we owe. There's so much money going into these bills. Sometimes you got to think, is it worth it to do all of this? Is it worth it to even deal with any of this? And I say no. So now you don't have to pay your bills because you're not going to do it anymore. And hopefully sweet release of death will come soon. Bills. From WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application. On today's episode, there's exactly no follow-up to what happened yesterday, but we do have some things that are going to go down in the episode, such as one more idea for a show that Chad has, and maybe a discussion of what happened in last week's episode of Code Switch, talking about race in the critics' circles. There's so much going to happen in this episode on a Friday night. It's actually Friday afternoon, but I lost train of thought, and I'm just trying to do the lead-up into the theme song, and here it is. This is The Application. Welcome back to The Application. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is a podcast in which I try to convince Atlanta's NPR station, WABE, where Atlanta meets NPR, (laughs) where NPR meets Atlanta, whatever the tagline is, and I try to convince them that I should be their new audio slash podcast producer. See, it's it's very different. It's very different whenever I do the show and I (laughs) I have to do so much. (laughs) A couple of days ago, I admittedly ran out of things to talk about and then I came up with a couple more ideas we're just gonna keep going until (laughs) until I get the job because I will get the job I feel it in my loins that that's not harassment is it okay here we go moving on to (laughs) so stupid all right so I want to go up and go ahead and do this because uh, there's some construction going on outside still I don't know if I mentioned this in in the episodes where I started getting looser but there is, they're doing some heavy construction outside. And something happened this morning where they dropped something heavy and it shook the entire building. All four apartments in this building. Everything shook. And I went, what in the hell was that? And I ran out. I didn't run outside. I looked outside the window. And I heard somebody scream. And that is the story of my day. Not a lot going on in Chad's day to day. I've been reading some news. I watched the last episode. This is going to be a real huge dalliance from what I'm supposed to be doing. But I watched the last episode. Speaking of hosts, yesterday I did an episode about hosts and late night hosts and how we can uh, derive a lot of learn a lot of things from them uh, for podcasting. When I you know attributing it to the podcasting world and what I can do for WABE as their audio slash podcast producer. And today, last night, last uh, October fourth, two thousand eighteen, was Conan O'Brien's last hour long show. He, like I said yesterday, I believe I mentioned it, that he's going to half hours from now on on TBS, and uh, that's where he's going to basically thrive until he retires because hour longs late night is hard now. You like the only the only time people the only people who want to stay up and watch it are like junkies and people who work hard at night or who who work uh yeah who work at night and then they come home you know at like eleven o'clock and they're trying to wind down. But now, and then everybody else watches the, the, the moments on YouTube. Now they put up probably like 36 minutes of the 42 minute episodes on YouTube. So Conan is now, now going to be a half hour show. He's going, usually what happens is TBS has the rights or Turner has the rights to air MLB games. The, uh, during the, the fall time. So that's like around November. So they start playing like the playoffs during November 
and those really cut into the late night area. So, you know, Samantha B and Conan have to go on break for an entire month. So he's going on tour, coming to Atlanta, actually. And I'm going to go see him, hopefully, if I can scrounge up some money to buy a ticket to go see Conan when he comes. Because I really, I really do look up to Conan. Like everybody, like he, he, his group of people looked up to Johnny. I look up to Conan. Uh, and uh, so much so that one year for Christmas, I asked for a book on late night writing. I got it. I started reading it. <laughs> and, I, and I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if it was this podcast or the Constitutionalist podcast, but I submitted a packet for uh, Stephen Colbert's Late Show. But of course, he only brought his friends over and they're all 50 year old white dudes. There's one one or two women in that entire writing, writing staff. And then the rest are 50 year old white guys that he brought from the Colbert Report. I get it. You're friends. But come on. Yeah. Give it the times. I know. I know for a fact that James Corden's writing staff is diverse, uh, very, very diverse. I'm not. Sure. I think Fallon's is very diverse too. Uh, I can. I have no idea about Kimmel's, but I think it's pretty much not diverse. <laughs> I think everybody else. Oh, and uh, Myers. Myers is very diverse. And Samantha B. What I really like about her is her hiring process was they people submit a packet. They don't have your name on them. They don't have what you what what you've done. They just submit the packet. They don't have your resume or anything, I believe. They just, you just submit the packet, and then they say, oh, this person's funny. Let's hire him. Oh, this person happens to be a black woman, <laughs> Ashley. Ashley Nicole Black. Okay, let's hire her. Oh, this one happens to be a guy from uh, College Humor, Pat Castles. Let's hire him. You know, stuff like that. So that's how every job should be taken. You don't have to – you shouldn't have to know somebody. It's so stupid. So stupid. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so let's get back into this. I burned a lot of time. Uh, so let's get back to this. Um, so Conan's going a half hour and it's, and I just wa- I watched the last hour and, uh, you know, because I'm not working today because you know, it's, uh, the jobs only call me when they need me, which sucks. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, there we go. That's it. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was sad to see him and, uh, I just, I, I'm going to miss him. It's got, and like, he's not coming back on until January. So hopefully I can see him in November in Atlanta. I will do what it takes to get a ticket. And I want to do what it takes to sit up front. I go. I like going to to shows alone because it's I move faster. I could just park my car somewhere and then just run over the show. Then when it ends, leave. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So last week there was an episode of Code Switch that talked about how there uh, there aren't critics of color in this world of uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Why just podcasting? Why I just use podcasting? There aren't critics of color in the world of uh, being critics. So, so a lot of times, so what the the examples they gave were a lot of the times they'll go to, and the episode actually is called uh, hashtag critics. So white, it's the September 26th episode. Very good episode uh, of the show. That was actually my first episode. So I will stay subscribed and check out the backlog of what they got. So, the show is uh, they the, the what the hosts were talking about was that they would go to the Toronto Film Festival, say like that. They would go to the Toronto Film Festival, which I think is the example they used, and they would often be the you know there's the three of the critics that were on there. They would often be one the one of the one or two people of color in a movie that has uh, that's mostly about you know people of color. So like a Moonlight, like a Barry Jenkins movie, they would be. You know, it'd be a crowd full of white people, and then it would be, you know, the 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 host of the show uh, by themselves. That's essentially what that's what it is. Or what's that what's that movie called? The Hate You Give. I think that's what it's called. The Hate You Give. The new one that's coming out. Let's see. The Hate You Give. That's what it's called. The Hate You Give. There was a critic that was 
and the who was talking I forgot I don't know the critic's name <laughs> this is so embarrassing I should have done this uh Bilal Qureshi yes Bilal Qureshi was one of like one black person in that movie that's about police violence and and uh, it's and I mean I mean it's it sucks because you definitely notice that all around the industry like you know earlier I talked about how uh, Colbert's Late Show has is mostly made up of his old middle aged white friends, white dude friends from from the Colbert Report, which is great that you brought your team over, but it's you got to you got to have some type of balance there. Uh, he's obviously they know what they're doing, you know, running the political ship that they'd have, but still, uh, it's it's kind of it's it's a little bit embarrassing for you to put out you know, such a, such a, you want, you want diversity, you want this, you want this, blah, 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 all this stuff in your videos, but then in behind the scenes, you know, and, and yeah, I understand he has John Batiste as his uh, sidekick, but that's, that's like saying, that's like, that's, like, that's my black friend over there. <laughs> anyway, so that's what, so that's what's uh, going on, but it, uh, yeah, but yeah, you just, uh, critics in the critics world specifically, there's not a lot of crossover. It's mostly white dudes and white women uh, talking about how, you know, Moonlight is their favorite is because it's so important. So good. You know, I, whenever I think of something like that, I think of the, the SNL sketch with when they were interrogating, when Cecily Strong and Beck Bennett were interrogating Aziz Ansari about something about if they, uh, how he didn't like La La Land or something like that. And, uh, and, and, and of course, you know, it's the it's a white person that says, "Oh, Moonlight is so good and so important," and like you know, that's the, that's what they have to say. They like that's what they feel like they have to say, and I don't know. It's just kind of it's troubling to have you you want you you want differing opinions is what is what I'm trying to get at. You don't want the same person telling you uh, that that this is that this is this is what you should like because it is going to be because it's so it's it speaks to us today. It speaks to the people of today. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Are you listening to me? Are you paying attention to me, sir, ma'am, everything else, everybody else? Are you paying attention? Okay. So, uh, but, and and it's something that I've noticed this, this whole critics thing is something that I've noticed in other aspects of the critic world, like video games. I, I, uh, I, 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 I follow a lot of video game websites, IGN. It's like the New York Times of video games. And there aren't a lot of people of color that work over there. And if there are, they're off camera. <laughs> you know, I've seen pictures of the entire staff. They're, they're off camera. Uh, you know, they've got a few Hispanic people, a few Asian people, a few black people. But, you know, the, the people that are in front of the camera at IGN are all white people. And which is not to say. And, you know, I love white women. I date. I mostly date white women. <laughs> It's a very, that's a very true thing. That's a very true thing about me, but it just sucks to have, to be able to have the biggest platform in the world, you know, for something like the New York times or for IGN or for CNN and to, and for most of the people that are in front of the camera to be of one sound mind and body. That is the white race. That sounded completely racist. I didn't mean for it to be. Of one sound mind and body, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's but definitely is true. And don't give me this half. This don't give me this half. Like oh, she's a she's a quarter. She's a eighteenth Cherokee. So she's she definitely counts. Doesn't that that means nothing? 
you know, like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll listen to the Nintendo voice chat, which is a Nintendo, which is IGN's Nintendo podcast, uh, that talks about, you know, everything in the Nintendo world for the week. And, uh, they, <laughs> they just lost their Nintendo editor because he's uh, a lying trash man, but <laughs> But uh, how dare I be judgmental? He did. He lied. He plagiarized and stole a bunch of reviews and news and stuff, and and people found him out. So anyway, uh, but yeah, but you know, for the long, ever since their original Nintendo editor, not the original, the guy from the guy that originally left a couple, a year and a half ago, he uh, he was he was Hispanic man. He is a Hispanic person, and you know they lost. They he goes to work for Nintendo, and now. Nintendo voice chat is just four white people talking about video games. Same thing for their other uh, video game podcasts, uh, Podcast Unlocked, which is their Xbox One, Podcast Beyond, which is their PlayStation One, and uh, GameScoop, which is their all-around one. Uh, and then you can see it in GameSpot, the the other premier video game critics area. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> the other video game critics area uh critics website but yeah now and now that they're they're not they're not even a uh i wouldn't say a written a written medium anymore they're now GameSpot is doing just mostly videos and here and here they are with mostly white people in front of the camera which is again i'm not racist <laughs> I, this is not a knock against white people again i mostly date white women as a 70 percent of the women i date are white Let's put a number to it. Let's put a hard number to it. Seventy <laughs> percent of the women I date are white, but but you get but after but after noticing all the but when you're watching all these things, listening to all these things, it's mostly white people, and that's that might be on me to try not to 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 be the person to open up uh, to open up my my palette of tastes to the world. But you know, I've I watch a bunch of TV because I I want to write for television. I. Listen to a bunch of podcasts. I listen to I like I said I've subscribed to a hundred and I think seven podcasts right now. A hundred it seems that seems like a, a the number that that is a lie. Let's definitely check it out. A hundred and six podcasts. Wow, Jesus! Because I just subscribed to Conan's new podcast that's going to be coming out soon. So I subscribed to a hundred and seven podcasts, and I can tell you. Uh, and these are, and these are, a lot of them are, you know, a lot of them are alternative, small alternative comedy podcasts. A lot of them are political podcasts. A lot of them are news and stuff like that. But I can tell you it's, uh, why won't you date me? Yo, is this racist? Uh, the breakfast club still processing so many white guys made in America. And, uh, 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 keep going, keep going, Chad, keep going. I'm definitely going to find something else. That's, that's so far. That's like five, uh, Larry Wilmore black on the air. Hannibal Burris's podcast. Uh, keep going, keep going, Chad. Keep going. You got this. You got it, buddy. You got it. And then One uh, A and Two Dope Queens. Those are that's seven or eight podcasts. That's out of the hundred and six that are that are that have. Uh, oh, and how did this get made? Because Jason Manzukis. But that's you know seven or eight podcasts that have uh, people of color. Uh, behind the behind the mic, and these are and these are huge podcasts. These are popular podcasts. They have that have been going on for years, and they just don't get the enough recognition they deserve. You know, people behind them don't either. So I just I just want to you know bring those people to the forefront now, because that episode of Code Switch really got me thinking. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> to have more critics of color? You know, I used to for the for C plus I used to write reviews, and. 
and a lot of them, you know, it's I stopped doing like the big reviews, like a, like an X-Men film. I just focused on mostly comedy. And then eventually I stopped doing like the big comedy reviews. And I just started focusing mostly on comedy TV shows like a Nathan for you, uh, crashing, uh, Amy Schumer stand up, you know, stand up, stand ups and all this stuff. And so in Whitney coming and stuff like that and all these, all these different stand ups and people, and I still get, I still get a lot of clicks from those. Those are the only things that really get the clicks, uh, key and peel and stuff like that. Uh, those are the things that only get the clicks. And that's the only reason that the, see, <laughs> that's the only reason people visit the site anymore. But, uh, but then, you know, there's not a lot of people like me, you know, for variety, it's uh, for deadline variety. There's Peter Bart for deadline and, and, uh, how did, how did this get made? <laughs> Hollywood reporter, Hollywood reporter. And just all these, all these different avenues, all these big magazines and websites and newspapers. And not one of them has something that's, I understand that people work to get to these levels, but there are people below them that have worked just as hard. And I'm not saying that me, I've worked just like, I deserve this. I deserve this. No, I'm saying that there are other people who should be in the spotlight at this point in time. Because haven't we heard enough from white old old white dudes? We, they, and then I write about everything. You know, I thought about this the other day. I was listening to I, I can't remember for life. I think it was uh, Up First or uh, the Daily. It was and I was at the gym and I thought and I, and they were talking about uh, the uh, amendments. <laughs> the amendments. <laughs> they were talking about the Constitution. Oh God, that's very close to my my podcast, the Constitutionals. Uh, so they were talking about all of the uh, yeah the amendments and all that stuff, and and uh, you know like <laughs> all the stuff Kanye would say and and stuff like that. And I thought, and they were talking about gun control and stuff. And I thought, wouldn't it? Why don't we just? I mean, if we're fighting about this, this is obviously so. This is what's naive about me. Why don't we just all get together and decide on new amendments. Why don't we all just make new amendments? Why don't we just re- rewrite them? Why can't we? What's stopping us from sitting down and going, okay, guys, America is 200 years old. Let's uh, let's go ahead and chop this up. <laughs> let's, let's make something else. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to, that's horrible stand-up. I think that would be horrible. Hey, listen, I got one more idea. Idea. Oh boy, I just had a stroke. I have one more idea for a show for WABE. I think this one is this is definitely something that I thought about uh, when I was at XIA and I, when I left, and I thought, oh, this would be a really good show for 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 I don't know for I don't know for. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying. I'm dying right now. <laughs> this would be a great show for somebody who wants to. I mean, specifically for me, but for somebody who wants to get out and 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 make news different. Because you know, of the four of the four broadcast news stations here, it's it's all kind of the same and it's all boring. And you know, Eleven Lives doing entertainment news now. Basically, you know, when I was there, I started doing entertainment news. I started writing like the the interesting stuff that people would click on, and then I was told, no, no, that's not gonna, that's never gonna work. And then as soon as I leave, they started doing this entertainment bullcrap. Oh my god, it makes me so that makes me so mad because that is essentially an idea that I had. I because I was doing that beforehand. I was writing the features. I was I was uh, coming up with ideas, and then I was specifically told, "No, no, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, 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 that's stupid." They didn't say that stupid, but no, no, no. <laughs> they would definitely tell me, "No, it's not going to work. That's not that's not what we're here to do. <laughs> Go write this story about this murder that happened seven weeks ago." 
I got sent. I was told to write, like I remember like one of my last few days there. I was told to write a a, a cold case news story, and I I was given the same information <laughs> that the other one had, and the other the the first, the original post from like three years prior had, and I rewrote the exact same thing. They're like, all right, good job. <laughs> I was like, what? This is my job. This is so stupid. It's, it was such a waste of time. So, and that's why I would always come up with ideas, you know, something to, to get me to get to do something different. But now they're doing entertainment news. Ugh, it's embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I have a brand new. <laughs> this is what I do. I just, I just crap on the things that I did previously in my life. You know, one day C plus comedy is going to be gone and I'm going to crap on it. <laughs> Oh, I used to interview great comedians, <laughs> these huge A-list comedians. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> no, it was. It's not. I love it. I still have an interview to write up. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. So here's the idea. It's called. Uh, it's called Atlanta Native, or maybe Going Native, and it follows the hardest working news team in the nation, called the Natives. <laughs> I love that so much. I, I wrote down its daily show meets local news. Okay. Uh, and and uh, essentially what it is, you know, you have the the host and then you have a, a few correspondents and they're just going around Atlanta doing different things, experiencing stories and and making it all funny in the in the long run. So something like and but they're like real stories, nothing, nothing like fake. So can a nonprofit grocery store work in the city? And I have a link out to uh, the New York Times, an article called The Freshest Ideas Are in Small Grocery Stores. There was. I remember a couple of years ago, a type of, I don't want to say food bank, but like a type of uh, a grocery store, a chain, not chain, a thing, somewhere in the city. I think, I want to say in Midtown, somewhere near downtown. And and I this is a story that I, that I pitched to XIA, and of course, uh, they did it because I'm good at it. <laughs> no, I don't think they did this. <laughs> but there was a, there was a story. This is this is a really this is a really good story that pitch, uh, but there was but there was and 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 so at this at this uh, this nonprofit grocery store what it was is that you could go somebody could go who has EBT uh, food stamps essentially they go there and it was a good way to get healthy vegetables it was a good way to get uh, good fruit all all the stuff like all the stuff that you would get at Publix or Kroger for full price uh, or that you, or that you could get with your EBT card at full price and stuff like that. Uh, but it was, at, but it was a nonprofit within the city where people didn't have to take, it was an area where people didn't have to take a bus. I think it was on Mar. I think it was near Marta station, but people didn't have to take a bus and people didn't have to walk or anything like that. I mean, walk too far. And I, and I thought, and I thought that was a really good idea. Uh, and, but then I remember, I think it was only, I think it was only a seasonal thing. It was only from, for like six to seven months or something like that. And then it closed down and you know, we haven't heard anything about it since, or I haven't heard anything about it since. I think that, I think that'd be an interesting thing to have. Uh, another idea would going, <laughs> I haven't read this in a very long, I haven't read this since August. So please forgive me if I think this is funny. It's uh, going undercover as a white man. <laughs> So imagine there's a show that was on FX before they decided to uh, be the poor man's HBO. It was called Black and White, and it was produced by Ice Cube. And it had a black family go undercover as a white family and a white family go undercover as a black family. And so this white family is in black face. <laughs> and this black family is in white face. And they would and they would experience lives like their lives as the the other race. 
it was as much as I can remember. I don't think it was a good show, but I remember the theme song very vividly. Something, something, black and white. I remember the theme song very vividly. I think that's what it was called, Black and White with Ice Cube. Black, white, ice cube. Yeah, 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 black, white. Oh, my God. Black, period, white, period. This is not a good show. And there was one episode where I believe it was the the black kid who was painted white, the black son who was painted white, painted white. And he was on a bus. He was on a party bus with a bunch of white kids, and they started saying the N-word. <laughs> it only lasted for six episodes. And he started. They started saying the N word, and uh, this kid just kind of let them, I guess. Yeah. All right. So this uh, two families, one white, one black, came on together on one roof in Los Angeles as they prepared to go out into the world as the other race. Oh my God, the Wurgles, <laughs> the Wurgles. Oh no, this is so weird. This is such a strange show. I'm not gonna check it out again. They got an Emmy for outstanding makeup. How dare they? <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's move along. <laughs> but yeah, going undercover as a white man and then you know experiencing. I also I think I got that idea from uh, oh man, was it the Eric Andre show or Birthday Boys or Comedy Bang Bang? It was one of those one of these sketch shows, alternative sketch shows, alternative comedy sketch shows, where uh, the the host went undercover as like a man uh, or like as a woman and like as a as a different race or something like that. I thought it was very funny. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, and then my final idea final pitch for that exact show would was is uh the jackson street bridge not the picture haven you want and then you show quote-unquote better uh in brackets worse spots for pictures you know like under under the uh uh the john lewis freedom parkway underpass <laughs> stuff like that stupid stuff like that um behind pond city market <laughs> but behind it and ponds is the other direction <laughs> that's a good idea um uh, on the belt line, but the belt lines like the sun is shining directly into the camera. Oh God, that's so funny. That's really funny. So then, so Atlanta native or going native would be a YouTube show essentially with cutouts with breakouts on Instagram. And then you talk about the show on all the podcasts and stuff. Uh, it, I mean, it could definitely live as its own podcast too. Cause a, a bunch of shows live in between the podcasts and, and YouTube world. Uh, I know the Daily Show and Late Night with set late, sh- yes, Late Night with Death Myers, Death Myers. Oh God, Late Night with Night Late Night. Oh no, I'm dying, guys. Oh please help me. Let's start over. Okay, I know the Daily Show and Late Night with Seth Myers both have podcasts, or they both put their stuff in podcast form, and I think Colbert Show does it too. Uh, so yeah, so definitely, definitely check it out. I think Gordon's Show does that too. A lot of people do it. A lot of people put their shows in podcast form. I, I can't tell you how, how well they're doing, though, because <laughs> uh, only they would know. So, yeah, that was Atlanta native or going native would definitely that that would definitely play well. And then, you know, you would have we could have uh, people, especially in the podcast one, uh, just give ideas for places to take, you know, to take the Jackson street bridge picture, like uh, pictures that are better than Jackson street bridge or uh, give suggestions for stuff we could do. Look, man, that's a really good idea. (laughs) These are all really good ideas and I I just really want to do them. And so W A B E Kenneth Brown, everybody there at W A B E Ken, the other Ken whose last name is escaping me right now. Look, I got these ideas. They keep on rolling. 
uh, proud baby, proud Mary, keep on bowling, rolling, rolling the river. I don't know the words to that song. I have so many ideas. I can hear something's going on outside. And I could see children walking. There's a man in a do-rag smoking a cigarette. Okay, <laughs> so let's hang up. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, if you liked what you heard here, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where you can get where this podcast lives. Also, that's where the Constitutionals podcast is, which is like a weekly audio diary for me. You can also check out News Time uh, over on cpluscomedy.com or youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. That is a weekly news show that is basically last week tonight, but in entertainment news. And it's way less funny. So definitely check it out. I love it. It's my pride and joy. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Check out the backlog of this of this trash fire. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> oh God! Uh, buy me a ticket to the Conan to Conan coming to Atlanta. That'd be great because I don't have sixty dollars to spend. <laughs> Got to make that rent. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's see what else. Oh. Um, Head on over to my portfolio to chadcwhite.wordpress.com, and that's where you can see mostly everything I've ever written. I also write scripts. I also produce uh, shows and videos. And like I said, I have a bunch of I have ideas. Uh, a lot of them won't play in just audio form. So if you want to work with me, if you want to hire me, you go ahead and do that. I will accept any money at the moment because I got none. Uh, you can also, what else? What else do I promote? C plus comedy the WordPress site. That's it. You know, hook me up with your friends. I'm single. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. All right, that's the last one, I promise. Uh, and definitely, seriously, W-A-B-E, Ken Brown, Kenneth Brown, sorry, and Ken over an HR that works with Kenneth Brown. Hire me. I'm not doing anything. Please. <laughs> Please. I would love to pay some bills. The, <laughs> the opening spot was not a joke. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> okay, seriously. I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening. Bye.